Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to episode 52 of the Rex Chapman Show with my super dope homeboy from the Lextown, Josh Hopkins. My buddy Josh, though, is not with us this week. He's attending to a family matter in our home state of Kentucky. Uh, wish him the best, he and his fam and his mama. Um, but I'm going solo today, flying solo. Episode 52, trying to think of the famous 52s possibly out there. Um, Ray Lewis comes right to mind. Uh, Buck Williams. CC Sabathia. Uh, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, anyway, uh, we've got a terrific guest today, somebody that's a, a former teammate of mine. I'll, I'll get to him. Here in a minute, uh, but one of the best guys ever, and you guys are in for a real treat. Uh, before we get to that, I do want to hit on uh, last week or recently, the NBA put out its uh, Christmas schedule, and it looks like we've got a pretty good Christmas Day schedule. We've got Sixers, uh, Sixers, Bucks, Lakers, and Nets. I can't even read my own writing. Uh, Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Nugs, and making their debut Christmas Day game, the Memphis Grizzlies are playing the Warriors on Christmas. I can't wait for that. I hope Ja Morant is healthy and we get to see uh, a fantastic Christmas Day slate of games. Um, in other NBA news, Pau Gasol having his jersey retired by the Lakers, which is fantastic. I Paul, Paul kind of gets slept on sometime. Uh, he was such a great player. I often, he and his brother, Mark, they were so similar, but so different. I was like, if you could have ever just taken Mark's just grit and dirt and combined it with Powell's length and their, their both of their ability to pass, what a monster player, but uh, uh, good for Paul Gasol. All right. So, we are episode 52, full calendar year. Fantastic. And to celebrate, we have on today my former teammate, all-around terrific guy, former slam dunk champion, Cedric Z. Sabalos. Welcome, Cedric. <laughs> I'm in the billing, man. I'm in the billing. You're, you're rest, in the billing. Rest in peace, billing. Rest in peace, billing. Let's, let's, let's preface everybody. There's going to be a lot of inside jokes that you guys might not do. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Just go ahead and laugh with it. Trust me. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) man. How you doing? How you doing? How you feeling? First of all, man, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, Up and running back balling again. Uh, Went through a smash of a whatever you could go through with this crazy pandemic COVID thing. Uh, You damn near died, said you damn near died. Hey, I I walked in, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, just be something quick. And I was in there 30 days, you know, we had the lawyers come in. I started signing stuff away. I mean, I was really, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, it's funny because I was just talking to KJ um, this Sunday about it. And I was like, just all of a sudden, just somebody just reached down. I was like, we're not done with you. Damn. Let's go on and keep this thing rolling. And uh, I, I made a complete turnaround. I couldn't walk. You uh, Man, so you look read. great. You look yeah. great. You slimmed down. I well, see you. I cheek, cheek bones and all that stuff now. <laughs> now, what yeah. have you been doing to do that, though? You're back uh, I, I, Like I said, I couldn't walk. So I had to re, you know, when you go through rehab, of your body you you tend to uh you know work out a lot a lot of things that you're not normally used to working out like when you got an injury or i got an injury you know even though your left leg is hurt and they tell you to work on your right leg just to make right. sure the balance is right and you don't mess your right leg up trying to help your left leg and that's what i was doing uh when i was trying to learn to walk and 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 Damn. you know jog again and then a couple months ago i finally was able to get my mind to sprint my body was ready, strong enough, but I couldn't get my mind to go bust out, go sprinting. And, I, and that was wow. really messing with me. Your mental part of, of uh, the whole physical aspect is the most important thing. Uh, even when those who are dealing with overweight issues or, 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 or aches, pains, getting up every morning. That's why I salute, you know, myself, you, LeBron, all these guys who get up every morning, every day to try to get their bodies, but it's just, it's just a tough grind. And those that are struggling with that, don't think that you're alone. Even us top athletes, we go through a, a mental, the mental part of getting up and doing it every day is really tough. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy you're here to, to talk. We, we don't, we probably hadn't talked too much as kind of adults. <laughs> so, so this is, this is refreshing, man. I'm just so happy uh, that you're, that you're thriving again. Are you in Dallas? I am in Phoenix right now. Back, back in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm in Phoenix long, right now. How long you been there? Uh, a couple of days. I just got, I usually spend summers in LA. Uh, and before LA, I was in Dallas. This was my birthday. August is my birthday month, so I do a tour of birthday parties and people want to see me and all this. So happy belated, uh, buddy. Thank you, sir. I only 70, 70 years old. That's all I eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh said, hey man, growing up in LA, uh, what was it like having your older brother Chris to look up to? It was huge. You know, no, no dad in the home. Um, you know, so all my inspiration and my drive came from either my brother or my coaches. Um, I, you know, I mean, for those that don't know my story, I was terrible, terrible, Please. as Charles no, would say. I you, was didn't terrible make your high school, you, you didn't even make your high school team till late, I mean, right? Yeah, I played one year varsity and I, I barely sat, I sat the bench. Why? I got, I, well, you, you, I, it, it just, I mean, Rex, you were, you were all American from birth, so you, <laughs> you wouldn't understand, but if I can try to explain it, it just wasn't together. Like I had the desire. I, I showed up early, stayed late. I worked, I worked, I trained. Uh, I was always playing ball somewhere. Were you a late bloomer ball. physically? No, nah, no. Nah, I was, I mean, I was skinny, but you know, Kevin Durant's okay. skinny too. And he's yeah, probably yeah. one of our greatest scores, but it was, it, it just didn't come together. I couldn't figure out how to not turn the ball over, how to, you know, after you miss a shot, not be disappointed, get back on the, you know, I just couldn't get it all together. Uh, but the great thing about it is I always sat next to the coaches. I was the first player there. I never sat at the end and didn't listen. And I, I watched the best players, uh, you know, get chewed out. I watched the best players get praised and what they were doing. And I took it in. So my senior year, last, last game of the, conference um guy named ronnie coleman went to usc left-handed guy mm -hmm. um 
he he broke his wrist in a um a dunk contest we had for a prep pep rally because we were playing our rival Linwood. And uh coach Wally Pip. He's Wally Pip. Wally Pip. <laughs> when I say Wally Pip, me, you, and Danny Ainge, the only ones that get that. Like, go, oh, Wally Pip. Wally Pip. You better get out there. That that <laughs> okay, you know, Wally Pip. Wally Pip. So that kind of perch he, he coach said, I'm starting you. You know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going for now four minutes in a high school game. You know, even though they're eight minute quarters, yeah. that's all I was getting. I was getting about four Damn. minutes, depending on if we were blowing somebody out. We we only lost two two games, so we didn't we didn't have no blowouts where I, the game was over and coach just put me in. So, um, we I'm starting, and I I only played five games. We lost in the championship to Stacey Augman, Pasadena Muir, but I'm averaging 25, 17 boards. I'm killing Rex. I don't. I don't it know just, where it, it all came from, but best believe I'm walking around campus with my chest. I'm like, it just came together and it was time for me to play. I mean, sitting, paying attention, always being there early, always staying late. It just paid off. It's, somebody said, here you go, man. Thank you for when being did you pick up a ball. I, I didn't forget about you. When did you pick up a ball, Said Like, when was the first time you started? Like, saying, like, you took it seriously. When was When did that start? When when I saw when I saw my brother getting picked down the street before he re- arrived at the park, I was like, I want that feeling. And How I was like eight nine years old. That was like eight nine. Like you, like hey, I got Chris, and yeah. like, he's a mile down the road. You picking him, and he not even here. It's like that. I was like unbelievable. I like I wanted that feeling, so I just kind of fell into his footsteps. I mean, you you can you imagine a guy in 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 elementary. Rex, and you probably got numbers like this in the elementary park league getting 50. God, I mean, it's I like, know. like, wait a minute. He's a in elementary school getting 50. Like it was unbelievable. Him and a guy named Prince, they were the best team in the league. And they would, you get 50 tonight. Okay. You get 50 today. You get, and it was just like a, it was just un- incredible. And I, that's why I started and I wanted to, and I, and, and he was devoted. So I was devoted. So my mom was like, okay, if you go into the park, your brother has to go too. So if he was there early, I was there late. It was the same thing. So I was, I was grinding, you know, from eight to, to, to 16, 17, I was grinding, trying to be a good ball player. It had just, you know, uh, halfway through the season, high school, I just was like, all right, I guess uh, I got to figure out what I'm going to do. And, you know, I always had this voice. I always love music and DJing. So that's when I thought, okay, this is an opportunity for me to do. And I almost transferred my senior year to it from Dominguez to Fairfax because they had <laughs> red hot chili peppers that just dropped. Uh, they, they filmed grease there. It was Melrose. I was, you know, so I, yeah. I figured that was my way to get into radio. Man, how, how I'm just trying to think back. Um, you're a high school player and you go from not even starting on your high school team until you're a senior, right? Yeah. yeah um, the last five games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then in four years past that, yeah. you're playing in the NBA. Yeah. That's a quantum, that's a quantum leap. I mean, uh, I, I just going to college. I, well, I, I want to go back as a kid growing up in LA, very different than growing up in you know rural Kentucky. Yeah. How did just a little uh, bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, how how was it for you? How hard or easy was it for you to steer clear of things that m- you might be able to get into in Los Angeles, in a place like Los Angeles? 
Yeah, my my uh, I got a famous street that I lived on. It's called Bedford Street, uh, nicknamed Bedrock uh, because of the crack epidemic uh, in Los Angeles. And we were one of the I don't want to say expensive, but lucrative <laughs> streets that uh, for selling cocaine and, and crack wow. and all that stuff. And I saw tons of celebrities, you know, David Ruffin. I saw Morris yeah. Day. I saw Rick James all coming through my block you know, getting that cocaine and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, the great thing about, you know, what everybody always like, man, they always, you, you get wrapped up in something you ain't supposed to get wrapped up to. Uh, you know, we call it the game. The game mm -hmm. told me to go do something else. Meaning that if I was hanging out while I wasn't supposed to be hanging out, they go, Hey, little Chris, get out of here. You ain't go, go play ball, go do something else. They, you know, when, when you, when you're at your lowest, wow. when you are at your lowest and you don't have that love, that's when the game yeah. grabs you and hugs you and, and shows you love. And then you're stuck in that game. You end up, you know, doing things you're not supposed to be doing, maybe incarcerated or even killed. But when, when you have a, a sense of love and my mom always expressed that to us and in the streets expressed that you got something else, man, we knuckleheads, we doing this dirt. This ain't for you. Go on, go, go, go play ball, go play ball. And uh, that, you know, even when I go back to the block, I still thank those OGs for wow. pushing me out of there because who knows, you know, if I'd have made a left or right turn with a crossroads would have took me. Steph Curry's record-breaking three-pointer, Jason Tatum's buzzer-beating alley-oop, John Morant's poster dunk. NBA Top Shot is where the greatest moments from NBA history are turned into officially licensed digital collectibles. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards by making it easier to buy, sell, and collect by removing the hassle of grading, shoe boxes, and shipping fees. You can buy or sell moments in a few clicks and access them at any time on your phone or computer. Your collection is always at your fingertips. Start collecting Top Shot moments in any way you want. Collect rookie moments from future stars like Evan Mobley and Kay Cunningham. Collect throwback moments from former NBA stars like Shaq and Allen Iverson. Or collect moments from your favorite team to gain access to exclusive perks. Grab your starter pack today and Top Shot will give you $20 back to start your collection and pick up some of your favorite moments in the marketplace. Go to about.com nbatopshot.com slash bballnews and get in the game today. Did you ever think uh, or have thoughts about being a, an NBA player at Ventura or Fullerton? I mean, well, you know, I had those classic five games. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and again, you know, we're talking two different worlds here with me and Rex because Rex was great from day one. Uh, so nah, it was recruiting. just a pub, pub from day one. <laughs> it, it, it was no recruiting for me so uh, yeah. I had to make a decision uh, moms was like all right after you graduate from high school it's time for you to get out because she wants her freedom and you know uh, you got one one guy already at Fullerton uh, you know getting a, he got a full ride scholarship my brother uh, so I had a choice to make I, I knew I, I didn't get recruited so I had a choice to make to go north or south in LA now south would take me to LA Harbor Everybody that I grew up with or played ball with who, who, you know, who may or may not be knuckleheads, they all went to Harbor. Ventura had nobody I knew, but Ventura was more uh, a white orientated neighborhood. It was clean. It was pure. It was really uh, rich. Uh, it really had a potential for, for me to grow um, because going up in uh, West L.A. and then going to school in Compton every day, I, I had no social life because 
I spent two hours on the freeway <laughs> every morning in traffic. And then, you know, trying to get back home. By the time I got home from practice, no kids are out or nobody's hanging out but the knucklehead. So, um, so I chose Ventura and I got me a room um, trying to pay my tuition at Taco Bell. Yes, Taco Bell, the tallest Taco Bell worker you probably have ever seen. And you know what's funny about that, Rex? As soon as I got hired at Taco Bell, they was like, hey, um, can you clean the ceiling for us? And I was like, so y'all just waiting for a 6'6 dude to come here clean the ceiling? Seven-foot wingspan, clean this building. Oh, Unbelievable. <laughs> but the, the second day uh, on, on, uh, on the clock, um, this man comes in and nobody's at the register. I don't run the register. I just clean and, and I'm in the back helping drive through. And I, he's waiting for a little bit. So I, I come up front and say, uh, I don't know how to work the register, but tell me your order. I'll get it ready. When somebody comes back, you then you can pay them. That way you won't wait any longer. And you guys remember Taco Bell had this menu that was, you know, it, and I every time, boom, I just kept hitting my head, hitting my head. And then here come the sarcasm of this gentleman. Hey, you you pretty tall. You're too tall to be working here. Can I curse on here, Rex? Is it all right? It's all right to of say course. that. Of course. I was like, no shit. In my mind, no shit. I'm too tall to be working here. But what you want extra sour cream or what? What do you what do you want? Like? So he says, What are you doing here? I said, I'm trying to take your order if you let me, you know, being so sarcastic back to him. And he says, uh, no, like, like, what are you doing here? Like, you, you go to school here? I said, yeah, I go to school across the street at Ventura. He said, oh, yeah, I uh, I, I, I coached in there. I said, all right, pretty cool. Uh, extra cheese, you want some, you know, hot sauce, what do you want? I'm trying to get him out the way so I can get back in the back. He uh, he says to me, you used to play basketball? I said, yeah, um, uh, I, I went to Dominguez High School. And he goes, oh, yeah. You guys got that Spanish guy on your team. He's awesome, man. He this, that, and the other. And I go, what? Well, we went, I went to all black high school. I ain't got no Spanish guy on the basketball team. <laughs> Horacio ain't in the league. I'm on my team yet. Like, what's going on? And he goes, he goes, yeah, Sabalo, Sabayo, Sabalo. And I go, Sabalos? He's like, yeah, that guy, man. He's tough. I was like, that's me. He was like, no way. He's like, yeah, that's me. He's like, are you sure? I said, again, you want extra sour cream on this? Or, you know. <laughs> And he says, uh, well, what are you doing here? And then I give him that look, like, look here, didn't I just go through this? I go to school across the street. But you know, he's like, no, I'm coaching. Why are you working here? Why are you not playing ball? I said, I didn't get recruited. You know, I wasn't this, that, and the other. And I got to pay for school. This Taco Bell flipping burritos makes me pay for school. If I get you a job on campus, will you come play for me? I say, all right, sure. You want extra sour cream? He came back in the next day with an office job in his office, and I quit Taco Bell. And you know, now I'm here talking to Rex Chapman. You know, later on, so it, it just, you know, you never know the decisions that you're going to make again. If I go south and hang out at LA Harbor, you know, I'm probably party animal. I'm probably getting in the thing I ain't supposed to be getting. But I chose, to, you know, to go north and learn a little bit and explore my, you know, horizons. And, you know, I was rewarded again for that good decision. And coach walked in and just like, you know, grabbed me from there. And, I, you know, I ended up being All-American that year and we won the state championship. So, you know, so, and the state championship in California is equal to the the being uh, the world championship because we, we're not allowed to to in junior college level, we're not allowed to be invited to the, to the, right. To the United States yeah. championships. Right. Right. Uh, how, how was it for you at Fullerton? It was a blast. You know, one thing, you know, I was, um, Walt Hazard, uh, 
was trying to get me. I guess him and my mom knew each other. He was trying to get me at UCLA, but UCLA does not take uh, JC transfers. But he pulled every string he wanted. And I grew up down the street from you from UCLA wanting to go there. But UCLA had Kevin Walker, Trevor, Wilson, mm-hmm. Mitchell Butler, Tracy Murray. I mean, I can go on and on. They had a Derek Martin. They got full Trevor full Wilson. Trevor mm-hmm. Wilson. You yeah, remember man. Trevor? Pretty yeah. Trevor Wilson. Yeah, man. He's a he's a police officer now, Santa Monica Police Department, man. I love that guy. I, I wouldn't want to get pulled over by that no, guy. I wouldn't either. <laughs> he's beautiful, he's a beautiful man, but mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't want to get pulled over by. Okay. Um so he, I, I really wanted to go to UCLA and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to play, but the fact that it was UCLA and you know, you know, that would have been huge for me. Uh uh LSU came calling uh when they that had, had to be Chris Jackson and Mahmoud, uh, aka Mahmoud Abdul Raouf. And they needed a, a, a three man, which would have been wow. Sick, but wow. And then at the last minute, UNLV come knocking. And then they had, you know, Stacy, Anderson Hunt, Greg. I mean, it was just pro after pro after pro. And and last but not least, my hero, the person that I, you know, looked up to, he he drove out. He drove out from Fullerton. And he was transferring from Fullerton to Riverside, my brother. And he drove out. He said, Man, I'm leaving Fullerton. But let me tell you, you know how they treat. Richard Morton and Henry Turner. They both were in the league. Um, I don't know if you remember Henry Turner and Richard. Remember Morton. the names? Yeah, yeah. They both uh, had a little cup of coffee in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Henry Turner is still on the on the mic and for the Sacramento is he? radio. Um, and he said, "You know how George McCorn, rest in peace. You know how he treats his stars. And you, you, you. Only time you're gonna sit down is if you're in foul trouble. You're gonna play the whole game." Uh, I'm not, I'm not saying you got a chance to go pro, but you never know. Just, you want to, in my job, I just want to, in my mind, I just wanted to play two more years of good basketball and then, you know, graduate and then get into whatever I was wanted to get into. Pro was never really in my mind. Cause I just, you know, even though I always, you know, we, we, we have that nemesis, <laughs> you know, that nemesis that we, at the corner of our eye, we just watch. Yeah. We watch and go, if, if I can if my statistics and the way I play matches up with that guy, I'm I'm, I'm pretty good. And my guy was Derek Coleman, you know, lefty post yep. guy, slim, uh, obviously Detroit guy, and and Syracuse, New York. But I, I always, you know, what did, what did Derek have? You know, what I'm saying like, well, did Derek had this? Okay, I'm 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 pretty good. If I get above what Derek had <laughs> in this little bitty rinky dink wow. school, I might have a chance. And um, so that's why I went to Fullerton because I knew how he treated. But then he ended up, you know, not he ended up quitting uh, during conditioning, and uh, you know. But I still, you know, I still stuck it out, and I still uh, had a passion not to make pro Rex, not at all. That yeah. was not my mission. It was just I you just were just working on your degree. Effect. You wanted to play and get your degree, right? Yeah. What was your degree? What were you studying, Sid? Uh, at the time, I w- I was trying to get into business, but uh, you know. We all did that. I remember doing that too. I oh like, God. yeah, I'm a business major. They, they put me in econ butt. classes. I was like, what? Yeah. They kicked <laughs> what my butt. This? And then I went back to, and then I, somebody suggested criminal justice. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But, but they was, then they introduced me to a parole officer. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, you don't, I don't get in the line of fire, but I'm still right. trying to right. help people change their lives. Uh, but then, you know, again, I said my voice, I love radio. I started DJing when I was like 11, 12 years old, radio and television communication. So, I, um, you know, obviously it's been working 
the longevity of it. Uh, I worked for CBS, ESPN, Fox Sports, Fox Sports. I mean, on and on and on and on uh, the companies I have worked for. So that that was my uh, you know major when graduating. Uh, when you came out uh, of the draft, uh, you were joining a, a Suns team, a really good Suns team. K- KJ just started to develop into he's not a hall of famer, but he should be a hall of famer uh, based on how good he was. He was hurt a lot. We know that, but, um, you know, KJ was thriving. Uh, what was special about the, that son's team and, and that time in Phoenix? Well, I think the, you know, the, the best thing that you can do and they kind of eliminated that. And we had this conversation at the, the arbitration in, in Las Vegas when we knew that our, our, you know, the, the league is 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 exiting us players out the league they eliminated the veteran you know that 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 old guy on the bench who've been there done that uh who gave great advice and i got the be- i think the best veterans you can have i had kurt rambis i, I played with kurt yep i had ed neely i had ed eddie neely. johnson oh sh- you know what i'm saying i had eddie- yeah those and and I had Mark West. Those guys, you know, you know. Obviously, when it came to scoring, and I'm trying to battle for Eddie's position, but he still was a a, a true gentleman and and was like, "Look, this is what you need to do. You make sure you do what you do. If you him and Mark said it the same. If you don't score when you out there, Cotton Fitzsimmons, rest in peace, ain't gonna put you out there. You out there to score. You ain't out there to be looking around. You ain't out there to be giving no passes." You got to put yourself in the score. And at that time, I didn't have a jump shot. So, you know, Cotton wouldn't allow me to shoot jump shots. So everything I had to get was either dunks or layups. So it was kind of easy. I ran the floor. You know, I, it wasn't I, I, easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, no, man. It, it or was, you maybe. You know, I didn't have a lot of assignments like guys who can dribble. I couldn't dribble. Right. You, you, you know, guys that right. had a lot of tools. You had a lot of responsibilities. Mine, you know, finishing off with KJ and Tom Chambers and all those guys started. That's. That was my job, and 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 the fact that those two individuals told me that's make sure you do that. If you out there for two minutes, I need two points from you. I need four points from you. And then Ed Neely and Kurt Rambis, their worth ethic was bananas. I mean, Kurt, there three hours before, three hours afterwards, getting shots up with Ed, Ed, Ed getting. I mean, you just could not pick a better foursome of old guys, not old guys, so to speak, but veterans that have been through. And and we're true gentlemen to teach a young guy like me who was a you know a late 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 second round. <laughs> Man, you know I we had EJ on the pod uh, a few months ago, and I played against Eddie from you know '88 on, mm-hmm. and he taught me stuff. Not, and not you know most of the time those early teams I was on weren't very good teams. The Suns were good. And one thing I, I learned immediately, you know, I didn't even know who Eddie Johnson was the first time I played against him. You know, I hadn't paid much. I'd never been to an NBA game before I played in one. And so, but guys like Eddie Johnson, they knew who I was. They were ready to kick my ass. And, and it, it got playing against guys like Eddie and Purvis Short and all the old timers who they taught you, man. Yeah. Don't yeah. fuck around when you're out here doing this. You be about your business and take it seriously. And I mean, th- thinking back, having I can't imagine what it would have been like to have a guy like Eddie in your ear. Yeah, I mean, and 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 even Kurt being 
hilarious as he is, you know, yeah. one-liners, his jokes, his, his, uh -huh. he just he just taught me so much. I mean, I'm, I can remember when the trade deadline, my first year, the trade deadline is coming up, and obviously I'm not playing a lot, and you know, two minutes there every now and then if they if they have a problem scoring, uh, which was rarely with the Suns team, with Hornacek, <laughs> yeah. Marley, Tom Chambers, KJ, I mean, on and on and on, Kenny Battle, Kenny uh, Tim Barry. You know, um, you know, we drafted on my class, Nigel Knight, and we also drafted Jason Williams, who was like, "It's too hot out here. You better That's trade right. me." <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, so being those guys, and then the trade deadline comes around, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sweating bullets. I don't really know the business that much, you know, and I'm sweating bullets. And Kurt was just like, "Man, you play for the jersey that's on your chest. Just you, you here now." Bust ass, do what you got to do here. If they trade you, that doesn't mean you you're sorry or you no good. That means somebody else wants you. Yeah. So, and you're doing something that makes somebody go, "Hey, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this trade, but I want that guy too." And you know, it does. It's not always like here, just a throwaway, uh, you know, situation like that. And then you know, um, I'm sitting in, the, and this is when this was my real wake up call. Our first East Coast trip, we were playing New Jersey, in you know, in the Meadowlands, not not the cleanest place in the world right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh eddie johnson you know bumps me off the table obviously veterans get off the table so he can get taped he tapes one ankle and i'm sitting there waiting for him and uh him and cotton Simmons were buddies i mean good buddies and cotton taps him on the leg and says hey eddie let me talk to you and then eddie comes back and pulls his tape off i said can i get in on this he's like yeah yeah i'm good and he starts getting dressed and i go what, what are you doing he was like oh, i just got traded and I was like, what? I was like, what? I stopped getting tape. I'm like, Pros, watch out. I, I went over. I was like, what? Wait, what? What do you mean? What happened? Like, what's going on? I, I don't know. Because I'm. it's right. never happened to me. I never heard of it. And I, I'm like, it happens like, like you, you are one <laughs> tape away from playing today. Like, it's really. And, and, and to be honest, Rex, I, I, I started crying. Yeah, I started, I'm with you. I, I, I started crying because I love Eddie. I love yep. the insight he was giving me. Like, what am I going to do now? You know? Uh, Tom, Tom, you know, he was the man. He had no time. You know, he used to treat me like crap. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't go to Tom. And, you know, even though he's in the, we're in the same position, the three, the wing spot and ask him. So I'm like, man, who am I going to learn? Like, you can't learn from Tim Perry. You barely can understand what Tim is saying <laughs> some of the times. And uh, I knew I was better than Kenny Battle. And I, I just, I, I just was lost, man. So I, I just had to sit there and really just grow up. And like figure this thing out, and 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 that's when I started asking guys on other teams, uh, yeah. you know, hey, what what is this and that and the other and that and the other, and and the fraternity that we have uh, is just truly outstanding. Uh, really and I is. remember, you know, I can even remember every time we played us one of my stars or celebrities who I thought was you know off the chain. All of them were pretty good, but I, you know, even Larry Bird, like when I first played in the Garden. I got checked in the game and Larry Bird was just standing there and I walked right up to him was like, how you doing, Mr. Bird? I'm, 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 you know, and then he just had his hands on his hip and he doesn't even look at me the whole time. He looks at Paul Westfall because they were teammates together and he go, Paul, I know y'all ain't got this fucking rookie. You got to be fucking. And I got my hand out. I'm My hand is still out. So I'm just like, Oh well, uh, somebody come guard thirty three because I'm I think I'm a guard. Some like for him to talk trash and never even icon or talk to me, I was like, ooh, this dude is dangerous. Uh, Magic was cool when I met him. Yeah. I, I got on the court in a form, and 
Went right up to him. Forget about the game. Hi, Magic. How you doing? Say, what's up, baby? L.A., you home, okay? <laughs> All right, get with me after the game, blah, 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 blah. Walk right up to Michael. You know, Mike knew who I was. He's like, Cal State, huh? Okay. You're going to see what you got, you know. And all Dominique, Charles, everybody, you know. And uh, uh, it's just a pleasure, man. You know, I, 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 yeah. I, you know, I talked about guys who get having a cup of coffee. That's how I treat it every day. Like this, this gonna be my last day. I'm just gonna have some jerseys and some practice gear to Sid, show off back in the hood. Sid, I gotta tell you this: before you came on today, uh, I was talking to our guys, our, our producers and crew that that really do the legwork of the show, mm-hmm. and I said, I can't wait to talk to Sid. I said because. We were teammates for a couple of years and I, I played against him for forever. Always liked him, you know, could tell he got good energy and funny, obviously, and witty and all that. But you might play 40 minutes one night or, you know, you went through a stretch where you didn't play a lot, yeah. uh, you know, at, at certain times. No matter what, I never saw you have a bad day. Like, you might even come in the next morning. You might be playing pickup ball with three or four of your boys who just came, you know, might going to watch practice with us. Yeah. And you might be playing two on two, three on three down there. I'm not sure I've ever known someone who just liked playing basketball as much as you did. I mean, George Mirasan, that's one guy like every day. He, Let's go. We get to be out here and do this. Oh, that's how you were. And I, I'm, I know you you had bad days, yeah. but it never appeared that way. And I think that's a superpower. Man, Willie said, let's play two today. And and that's that's exactly how I, I felt every day. Now, now again, I'm ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm teammates with these individuals who I've never said this to him personally, but I looked up like I, I saw the pictures in Sports Illustrated, which you surrounded by fan uh recruiting letters and oh and and, and danny manning winning the ch- and, you know yeah. so i'm playing you know and i was I, I i was semi my 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 point guard went to school with mark bryant and i knew how big double o was and how nice he was on the, like and obviously jason kidd and k and i played with kg before and then we draft nash and i mean on and on and on so low-key i'm 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 a fan but I got to play with these, <laughs> these tough cats. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, man, like, dude, that's national championship. Like who doesn't want to go to Kentucky and who doesn't get, you know, this, that, wow. and the other. So that's, that's every day was like that for me. You know, every day was like that for me. It was a pleasure. It was a, a and, and I think I had, that had to be the funniest team. And and we were good, and we were good. Like they, the West was just really good. But that team, and think think about all the people on that team that are coaches, are running teams, are in television and radio. uh, You know, from Ainge, who was coaching then, to on down the list. That's that was a funny. Frank Johnson was the first. Mark uh, Ryan, American coach for the Suns. People yeah. don't he was first. And, 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 uh, you know, everybody on that squad, man, Scotty, you know, everybody on that squad. KJ, oh, KJ, KJ. I mean, it just, just on and on. And even Horacio Yamas. Our guy H, you know, first, <laughs> first Spanish play. Oh man, that was huge, man. Uh, that was what huge, a fun bro. guy. I mean, and he got it. He gave Shaq some fits a couple nights. He well, you couldn't move, H. You couldn't move, Horacio. You couldn't move. Not, uh, well, well, let me rephrase that. H couldn't move. 
So yeah. you, you can't move what can't move. So. <laughs> and you Who know, the, the, best? Only, the only Go disappointing ahead. thing I've got about that season that, and even now to this day, they show your shot and don't show how you got to get that shot. Give you me know. some love, people. Come on. You know, TV. it was perfect. I, I was the one who made the you three did, to get you ready. You made the three. whole thing happen. <laughs> made the whole thing happen. I still can't believe we lost that game. Unbelievable. They were too. dead. I, well, shit, you, like, you, like Paul said, you jumping around like it's a deodorant commercial. Oh, <laughs> and, and, and. <laughs> uh, shoot. Like, oh, we hey, got five more minutes, fellas. We got five <laughs> more minutes. We got to play, you know. Like, oh, we got to play five more minutes? I thought the game was over with, you know. Who's the best in-game dunker on that early Suns team? You, uh, Tom, mm. or Thunder Dan? And well, were well, you on the game. team when Dumas? Yeah, were you uh, yeah, yeah, Dumas came along. Yeah, in-game, those three had the best dunk. Uh, obviously, Tom Chambers over Mark Jackson. Ridiculous. Uh, icon. Matter of fact, in the Suns office, there's a, uh, yeah. a copper statue of that dunk. Yeah. Uh, and so... <laughs> Sure I is. told Mark Jackson never ever go in the Suns office. You do not <laughs> want to be reminded of that. He said, "Man, they put it. They made a, a statue." Sure of is. Said, hey, <laughs> they you did. Know, you know. So if you ever get a chance to coach the Suns, make sure they you know eliminate that 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 uh, statue before you sign on. Uh, and then um, uh, the, the other two were against Manute. Uh, was one Dan Marley's dunk against Manu that they called off. Yeah. And uh, yep. Richard Dumas in Philadelphia jumped over, I mean, over Manu and, and dunked on him. So in-game dunkers, got to be those three, because I, I, I had some pretty cool dunks in the game, but you you they, would they dunk like on people. Guys. You constantly dunked on people, right foot, left hand, oh, right yeah. foot, left hand. Yeah. And where did that come from? I mean, you're a right-handed player. Yeah. You did play a lot and finish a lot with your left. But that's weird. I I don't ever remember seeing you just bang one off your left foot. Right. Well, well, as I'm not gonna say his name, a player that we played with. I was amphibious. I was I was like, I was amphibious. <laughs> amphibious. You could be both both hands amphibious. You gotta say ambidextrous, but like I mean, I'm amphibious out there when I got the ball. I'm amphibious. okay, all right. <laughs> Um, well, I came from Robertson Park. Uh, growing up as a kid, you, you you're not allowed to if you're not if you don't have a name, you can't shoot the ball. You 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 can't control the team. You can't you know if you get the pass, you pass it to one of the the the, the, the good guys or the old heads. And when you do get to shoot, it's got to be quick. Uh, offensive rebounds, maybe they dish yeah. it to you, you put it up. Uh, because I'm they will literally like when you 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 be in motion to shoot, and they be like, no, pass it, and you like. Well, I'm right here. Like, I got to pass it out to you. So that's where that came from, that off-balance uh, type and trying to trick people so I can get my shot up, make it well, look like I'm not about to shoot it, but then I get one up and they go, oh, all right, he made it. No big deal. This podcast is brought to you by Branded Bills, the best place online for premium headwear and apparel. Branded Bills has hundreds of designs available, including our popular state collection, where you can show your pride with hats, shirts, hoodies, and more for all 50 states. Are you a company looking to brand your business? Branded Bills also offers custom apparel options that can meet your brand standards with fast turnaround and shipping. To shop or learn more, visit brandedbills.com today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The hocus pocus blindfold dunk. Uh, it was a long time coming, uh, not just because magic gave you the inspiration, but uh, but because you had to get back at D Brown, yes. right? Um, which who beat me in the maybe the previous dunk contest or the one before that with the pump them up thing, right? Well, first, uh, a, a you know, great selection of shorts it. you had in that dunk contest. I, I really Thank appreciate you. those. Thank you. As, as a man, Dukes. I really appreciate <laughs> those shorts. Uh, yeah, so so uh, when, when you're coming out of college and you're on the border of, of being a lottery pick, they send you to Orlando, which is uh, a college senior kind of tournament where we all matched up together and we can show our, our stuff. It's not really a combine. Um, but it's just, you know, you, 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 you get some veteran coaches, players that used to play and they coach, uh, matter of fact, Pete Carroll, rest in peace. He just passed yeah. away. He was my coach, wow. um, uh, for this classic and uh, they had a dunk contest. And, uh, at the time the, the classic was sponsored by Converse. Uh, when it was time to be in a dunk contest, I went in the locker room and changed my shoes to the Reebok. I'm trying to get my deal. I did the whole pump it up thing. Uh, as the national television portrayed the next year, uh, what D Brown do it, but he took all that from me. He took the dab dunk. He, he took uh, to the bounce dunk, a couple other dunks from me, which, you know, I, I'm sitting at home pissed off to the highest pissivity. You, you can't, can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till we play Boston. And as soon as we play Boston, I run right up to him. Like I need my percentage. I need my percentage for the money that you got for the, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, the wonderful thing about the league is they want, they want names uh, in the dunk contest. And at the time, like I'm saying, I'm at the bottom of the bench on a good team. And D Brown is uh, the resurgence of Boston. Boston was terrible. Right. Larry was out on his way out. And, uh, you know, and he, and he got to start and play a lot. So they wanted him in there. So I'm just, you know, so I'm, I'm going through lay up line. Every chance I get in the game, I'm trying to dunk so I can get in there next year. And then he, you know, he pulls up lane, doesn't want to compete, um, which, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I, if he pulls I, up te- I tease D every time I see him and ask him, hey, man, you keeping my trophy? Not, it's not dusty, is it? Every time I see him, we help, hug and laugh. D Brown. You know, it's, funny, it's funny because I, 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 uh, I just recently Sunday, I was at the Sparks uh, game against the Wings, yeah. uh, WNBA, and his daughter plays for the Sparks. And I pull her over and I FaceTime D Brown. I said, hey, look here, we're not supposed to lie to our children. Tell her the truth right now. Tell her the truth. Tell your daughter the truth on what happened. You know, and he's like, get off my phone. He ended up hanging up. <laughs> oh, Sid. Hey, uh, I'm going to let you get out of here soon. But um, where do you rank 
among the great rappers to come out of Compton. I mean, what's the story behind B-Ball's best kept secret, your friendship with Warren G? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I watched, uh, like I said, I went to Dominguez and Compton. So I, I knew I went to actually Dominguez with uh, NWA's uh, MC Ren. He was actually on the same basketball team as me. And uh, he, he, Dr. Dre would DJ opening day at, at, at this park for baseball out of this camper. And that's how I got to meet Dre. And uh, obviously, Easy e was a drug dealer around the way. And everybody knew Easy, just a charismatic guy, really nice, uh, uh, really nice guy. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, when you, you're, you're not as good as you are as I was or I thought I was or wasn't in basketball, you try to figure out other ways to try to get out of this block. How do I get out of the hood? And, and, and these guys were coming up rapping and you just – you know, I was a DJ, um, and so I just started, you know, trying to picking up the pen and pad too, just writing stuff down. You were not, always not trying doing to be that, a though. rapper, but you were know? always doing that. Even when we were players, you would yeah. have a, a pad and paper with you on the bus or on the yeah. plane, and and constantly back with your headphones on and and writing stuff. Yeah, I, I was. I mean, I, you know, it, it's just it was some fun. It was it was enjoyable. I, I really love music, and uh, when when. Um, when the, when the idea came out, the B-Ball's Best Kept Secret, I was already in the process of, of, of trying to make my own album before Shaquille came out and, and all that stuff. And uh, it just was, a, it was, you know, we got to raise some money for charity. Uh, I think that album went double cardboard, so we recycled it. Uh, <laughs> triple aluminum, so we, you know. <laughs> oh, you know uh, but it was fun. You know, I got to record uh, in two places. I got to record in the Hit Factory in New York City, which, you know, Biggie and Michael wow. Jackson and all them. And then uh, the the great place in Hollywood, we, we finished it off in uh, um, the A&E place in Hollywood that they that they uh, recorded uh, We Are the World. So I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> two, two iconic studios crazy. in there you know, spitting on the mic and it, it was just huge. Uh, it's still to the day, people always ask me, you know, when I'm on radio, play your song, is that other, or I'm DJing somewhere, ask me to play your song. It was really fun, I appreciate that. Uh, I got to I got to write my first writing and directing of the video. So, uh, you know, they gave me a lot of calm blanche with it. So it, it was fun, I enjoyed it, um, had a blast with it. And you never know, man, you never know, man. Seven-year-old rapper coming out. Hey. We, we're, that's something that didn't exist when we were kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting ready to happen for real. At all. <laughs> I mean, amazing. Think about that. Uh, how do you want people to look back on your time in L.A., Sid? Uh, kind of the bridge between uh, Showtime and the Shaq and Kobe Lakers. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, they're, they're playing the documentary on Hulu and they asked me to be in it. And that... Uh, the time I was supposed to film, I was in the hospital with COVID and couldn't get there. And uh, it's interesting to watch it now. Um, and it, it's, it's just, you know, I, it was great to come home. I had a blast. You know, it, it probably was uh, three years of, of, of unbelievable, like, you can't believe this is happening. You know, because I watched Magic and everybody and growing up, Kareem and all those guys and and, and just being a part of it of the resurgence of it. Cause that, you know, the year before I got there, it was terrible. Magic was coaching. I mean, there's uh, still, t there's still people talking that admire, you know, those teams that had you and Nick Van Exel and Eddie Jones. I mean, those were fun just as a basketball uh, fan. 
I think the know, best thing was was the year before I got there. That that really took a lot of pressure off of us because it's like, all right, we can't do no worse than that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, everything up, everything going on now is just going to be up. So, um, and and when I first came in, I wanted to set the tone as going all out. I, you know, Kurt Ramis have already ingrained in me. Uh, you know, be there two or three hours before, stay there afterwards. Let me let me hustle. And Eddie Jones had uh, uh, John Cheney under his belt. Uh, is that right, John Cheney? Yeah. Temple coach. He already had that work. That, uh, uh, Nick wanted to be, he had, Nick had revenge in his eyes uh, because being drafted low as he was his first year and the second yep. year, he really wanted to come back and, you know, murder people. Uh, uh, Anthony Peeler had a chip on his shoulder going through his stuff. Eldon was a quiet guy. Vladdy was a quiet guy. But we really had a team that, uh, you know, had a lot to prove. Uh, I didn't want to leave Phoenix at all. I thought, you know, we had a shot um, to really, you know, do some things. And I, I know they needed a person to compliment Charles. And that's why, you know, people don't understand. Like, I was the second leading scorer on that squad uh, because of the fact that Charles needed an outlet for, for double and triple teams and, you know, unbelievable player. But he needed an outlet. And I was perfect yeah. for that because I didn't need no plays and, so trying to move on to L.A., like, OK, first thing Dale told me at the press conference is, how do you like the ball? And I said, Dale, I, I don't need the basketball. In my hands. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the basketball. You you know, Nick, Nick is a point guard who can handle it. Let, you know, so Dale three, you know, obviously you can go only go one way, but that one way is very deadly. Very, deadly. <laughs> very deadly. I don't I don't need the basketball. And, and I knew ego wise. You had to take care of your bigs. Vladi had been to the finals with Magic against uh, Michael and and Eldon. You know you got to feed him too. He was in a contract year, so I said, just let me play, and I'll, I'll trust me, I'll get you what you need. And no plays. You know I was averaging about twenty five points, eight boards, became an all star. The form, the form is so hard to pack in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're coming down, you, you calling plays and everybody can hear you like, what play did you run? And they're up there by the Raptor. Like, what'd you say? Popcorn. <laughs> what? You know. yeah. So, so to, to get everybody there by mid first quarter. And that's what our team did between magic and, and Shaq and Kobe. We got people in their seats halfway through the first quarter. And that was huge. That was a huge accomplishment um, and I, I just tried to have as much fun as possible. So and to answer your question, to try to be remembered, uh, my numbers are up there. Wow. You know, those three years I was there, my numbers were up there. Even uh, the year I got traded, uh, you know, and I knew it, it was a possibility of me getting traded, not because of the situation that I went through, but the fact that you just paid Shaquille O'Neal $120 yeah. million and he's not the leading scorer on your team. Yeah. I was like, I think it might be time for me to get out. I'm only making a million dollars and this dude got 120. <laughs> I think they're going to kick that million dollars out of here in a little bit. And I just knew it was coming. So, uh, you know, it just, you know, there was a great find. It, it was a great opportunity. I don't know if you were on that team where, yeah, you were on that team. Was where, I on that team? Where, where uh, Robert threw the towel at Danny. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we, we the, the craziest part about that was I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't know about it until after the game. I was in the game and, and I didn't, and when I saw it on TV, I was like, Oh my God, you know, back at the hotel and the late sports center or whatever at the time. And I'd been hearing about it. I'd already heard about it. And uh, we got word that Jerry was hot. Yeah. Uh, Colangelo, so hot. That trade happened like 
in 48 hours. Yeah. They, they got Robert out of there and you were back. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because we were playing Charlotte. Uh, when I got traded, uh, we were playing uh, Charlotte. Um, and I came in uh, at halftime. And, and that rocker room was so quiet. Jason had already popped his collarbone. It was yeah. so quiet and dismal in there. And I was like, and I just came in loud. What up? Like, oh, <laughs> and I know, I know everybody who had not been teammates with me before was probably like, Oh, it was great. Up. We're down no. 10, 12, whatever. We're playing like crap. Shut up. Sit down. And, and I made it. I'm, I told Jason on the bench after I took a shower and um, uh, put my suit on and we walked out and it was, you know, standing ovation and this, that, and other. I told Jason, I said, we going to the playoffs. And at that time, we were one like, in 14. Yeah, we're one in 14. That's right. Way at the bottom. Like, oh, we, I, I know it pissed the front office off because they would, they probably could have got a first, first pick. And we, we ended up going like 500. Yeah, we killing it. We we ended up, I think the six, the six or seven seed. We weren't at the yeah. bottom of the playoff yeah. list. We were six or seven seed. And I think the, the biggest thing I brought to the table was not only the fact that I didn't need the basketball with guys, you know, who needed who wanted the basketball, was the, the enthusiasm, the fun of playing yeah, fun, the man. sport that we grew up playing. And you know, yeah. uh, we, we had a lot of guys who had had made quote unquote career ending or career changing injuries yep. uh, and and like man i'm just trying to get through that no we're not trying to get through this we're we gonna have a fun we're gonna have a good time you know jay and the rest of the crew pound all those guys are great at keeping guys healthy they're gonna keep you healthy um and and now you know sons are at the top of the list when somebody has had an injury they're like man i, I need to get traded to the sons because they'll keep yeah. me healthy and, and it's just because of what the, those guys implemented back in the day aaron prosky well Jay, uh, Pound, all those guys, man, just, you know, uh, and I think it's because of the practice that they had with KJ trying to keep KJ. Yeah. On the board all the time. <laughs> yeah. And any locker room, you know, rest in peace, John Williams, but yes. any locker room with hot rod Williams in it, it, it's, it's entertainment built in entertainment every day, every single day. I every mean, word. Every, every word. word. You remember he got remember he got hurt one time. He kept talking about he had a pain in his foot and he kept, you know, he couldn't figure out what was going on. And like we it just went on for months. He's playing on it and stuff. He had like a nail in his foot and like it would embed it in there. <laughs> well, like, how do you not know you got a piece of metal in your oh. in your foot? Uh, but one of the bad one of the best teammates. Smart basketball player, uh, but just a, one of the more unique human beings I've ever been around. He, he was a construction guy, so that's how he got yep. the nail. And it's funny because when I got traded to Dallas, he, he you know, uh, Big Donnie and Lil Donnie Nelson got pulled him over too uh, to teach uh, Dirk and the young and Sean Bradley how to play, you know, the center spot. Wow. And uh, we were neighbors. And I went over his house one time. Uh, we had these townhouses right downtown Dallas. I went over his house one time and I go, I go, uh, man, what, what, what kind of place is this? This, this is a, a two bedroom, three. He's like, nah, man, I turned it into a six. I said, you turned this into a six? And he, he, he cut a, uh, he bought two places and cut a door in huh. so you can go through other. And I'm going like, this guy. <laughs> oh, man. And just that accent, everything. <laughs> just the best. The, feeling. the best. That's the feeling, man. Sid, thanks for doing this, brother. 
Come back, do it again. All right. Anytime, man. I'm with you. All right. Stay healthy, man. Take care, guys. Love you, bro. Love you too, man. Thanks, Ted. All right, bros. So much fun. Let me know what I can do for you anytime I'm here. All right. Where where you at now? I'm in Brooklyn. Oh, you you staying in Brooklyn? I'm staying in Brooklyn. Yeah. My son, my son is up here. He's, he's a assistant video for Steve and them with the nets. The Lego Uh, maniac? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's 29, 29 now. Yeah. That's, that's what Sydney is too. What's Sydney? 29? 28. 28. Yeah. Kaylee's 27. That's right. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. We're old. We're dirt. Yes. Yes. We're dirt. Be well, buddy. Later. Later, guys. Thanks, Talk guys. Appreciate it. Hey, hey, real quick, real quick. Said. Yes, sir. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, real quick. What's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, toss up between Sandlot and Claudine. Oh, well done. Well played. Uh, if you could sit front row uh, for any artist, speaker, lecturer, alive or dead, who is oh wow gotta be Cassius Muhammad Ali I'm I'm, I'm sitting right there and just my homeboy I I just you know it's tough man between you know Muhammad Ali and the Lord but (laughs) (laughs) I think I think the Lord would be a little bit more serious in this conversation (laughs) than Muhammad Ali would be but yeah just Uh, yeah those two perfect All right, bro talk to you later Later. Well, that was my guy, Cedric Z. Sabalos. What a dude. What a player. What a career. Um, I'm just so happy to see that he's back up because he was really down. He was in a, uh, a coma for a while over the whole COVID stuff. You know, 10 years ago, Sed had a couple strokes, had went in, had stents put in his heart, been through it. Uh, one of the best best and most genuine guys you'll ever come come across thanks to said for joining us join us back here next time for episode 53 of the rex chapman show with josh hopkins right here on basketballnews.com